Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word, everybody. This is Pastor Micah. And I just want to say thank you to all those who have been listening and uh, some of the newer listeners who have just jumped on with us. I don't know if you have been uh, catching up from the beginning or not. I've just noticed some of the numbers in our recent episodes uh, having a few new listeners. And so welcome to the podcast. And uh, we're going to be in John chapter 15 yet again. One thing that will be a little bit of a, um, if you've been following with us at least, in the last episode, the entire portion of scripture we looked at, Jesus was talking about love, how love would be the indicator that people saw that were his friend, that were followers of him, that love would be the command that we follow, that we're loving other people, we're serving them and doing all of that, and love is the motivator by uh, which of for really the reason we do everything and we went through all of that and the reason I say it's going to be a little bit different today is because Jesus switches gears uh, very quickly it in verse 17 says these things I command you that ye love one another the first words in the next verse is if the world hates you and so instantly switches gears from all about love to we're going to see him talk a little bit about persecution and the world hating followers of him. And it, it might seem a little heavy uh, to kind of switch gears like that, but we're going to see that just as Jesus has been doing this entire time in this night before that he's about to die, um, that he knows all of this stuff is going to take place. He's about to get arrested in this night and start going through all the trials to be crucified the next day. Uh, he knows all this is going to take place, and yet he takes time to comfort his disciples. And he specifically says, we're going to bleed a little bit into chapter number 16 and see what he's saying to them, but he specifically says, I'm telling you this so that you're not going to be offended, so that you're not going to be uh, up in arms at me for not warning you about these things. And so what he says in verse 18 is, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. They can't hide it. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. So Jesus, very quickly, as I said, turns to the idea of, look, the world is going to come after you, because I've called you out of this world. This is 
another reason that I believe the church really began with the calling of the 12 disciples and Jesus calling them. Uh, many would say it, it started at Pentecost. I would say it started with the disciples and it was empowered uh, at Pentecost. But this is another reason I would say that because the church is a called out assembly. And he says to his disciples here, I have called you out of the world. You're not of this world. You're supposed to be following me. And what my mission is, it is eternal. It is not worldly. And so the world, when they see that in you, they're going to hate you just as they hated me. The servant, you the servant, are not greater than me, the Lord. And so those things that they did to me, they're going to do to you. They're going to come after you. They're going to try to persecute you. They're going to uh, accuse you falsely. They're going to do all of this. But take heart. I'm telling you this, he says in verse 1 of chapter 16. I'm telling you these things that you should not be offended, that you would not be up in arms at me that you didn't know this was going to take place. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. I know I skipped over a few verses at the end of chapter 15. I'm going to come back to him in just a moment, but he's telling them, look, they're going to kick you out of the synagogues. You're going to try to teach. You're going to try to lead people to me, and they're not going to like it. They're going to kick you out. They're going to kill you, and they're going to be thinking that they're doing it for God. They're, they're, they think that they're doing God a service by killing you, but they don't even know the Father or me, and so their, their devotion in what they're doing is misplaced. They think they're doing right, but they're actually not. But he says, don't be offended at this. It's going to happen. And if you go through church history, even in the book of Acts, I think of Acts chapter number 12, we see the James, the brother of John, is killed by Herod uh, because of what was taking place in them uh, preaching the word. And Herod was even ready to do it to Peter also and imprisoned Peter. And in that chapter is the chapter where uh, the church has a prayer meeting for him and he ends up uh, thinking he's having a vision, a dream, but it's actually an angel leading him out and he escapes prison. It's an amazing story. You should go and read it sometime if you never read that in Acts chapter 12. But we see there that one, uh, James was the first disciple of these who were called by Jesus to end up uh, being killed. And really all of them would be killed at some point uh, for the sake of Christ other than really John. And John was, um, John was, they tried to kill him. Uh, if you look at what took place with John, they uh, tarred him and tried to kill him in that way. And really, uh, eventually, they just left him out on an island by himself. And then he wrote the book of Revelation in, in while he was on that island. But but Jesus is telling them, this is going to take place, okay? You're, the world's not going to like that you're a follower of me, that you're obeying my commandments, that you're doing what I've told you to do. They're not going to like your message, and so they're going to come after you. They're going to persecute you. They're going, they're going to hate you. They might even put their hands on you, kick you out of the synagogues. They might even kill you. But don't be offended at this. And I love because what he says in the last few verses of chapter 15 and in uh further in the chapter number 16 as he says this but 
So this is going to take place. But, verse 26 of chapter number 15, When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have seen me from the beginning. So he says, look, things are going to take place. This is going to all happen, okay? You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be killed, but I am sending the Holy Spirit. I love the name that's given for the Holy Spirit there in verse 26, the Comforter. I am sending you a comfort to your heart. The Holy Spirit is going to come, and and when he comes, he's going to do some things, and that's where we see in uh, chapter number 16, verse number 5, he says, But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou, because I have said these things unto you. Sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he's saying, I I can't stay here. Because if I stay on this earth, the Comforter will not come. Uh, unless Jesus did what he came to do, there would be no good news. He's already said that. If he did not die, he could not remove our sins. He could not rise again and defeat death. And if he did not go back to the Father, the Holy Spirit would not come. Christ's presence on earth at this time, it was limited to one place at a time. But his leaving meant that he could be present to the whole world at once through the Holy Spirit. So he gives a little bit of what the Holy Spirit is going to do. In verse 8, he says, When he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. So three important tasks of the Holy Spirit are, one, convicting the world of its sin and calling it to repentance. Two, revealing the standard of God's righteousness to anyone who believes in him, because Christ would no longer be physically present on this earth to teach those things. And number three, uh, the Holy Spirit would demonstrate Christ's judgment over Satan. And so we see here Christ's death on the cross, of course we know, made a personal relationship with God available to us. And when we confess our sin, God declares us righteous and delivers us from the judgment of our sin. As he says there uh, in really verse 10 and 11, he's saying those things. Then in verse 12, he says, I've yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. The truth into which uh, the Holy Spirit guides us is the truth about Jesus Christ. The Spirit also helps us through patience to, pr to uh, practice discernment from right and wrong. Now, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would tell them things to come, the nature of their mission, the opposition that they would face, the final outcome of their efforts. They didn't fully understand these promises until the Holy Spirit came after Jesus' death and resurrection. 
But then the Holy Spirit revealed truths to the disciples that they wrote down in the books that we now know form the New Testament. But I love how Jesus says this. He says, look, I have a lot more to say to you, but you can't take it right now. All the things I need to tell you, you you can't take it. You can't bear it. However, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that will he speak. So what he's saying is, I have more to teach you, but I'm not going to be here much longer. And the things that I'm going to teach you, you can't bear them right now. And so when the spirit comes, he will guide you into the truth that will lead you to me and to what I'm calling you to do. And so we see here even the Holy Spirit's primary purpose in our lives is to truly guide us in the truth of Jesus Christ. He will reprove the world of sin. He will uh, give, he will point people to the righteousness, the standard of God's holiness of living, and he will uh, practice judgment upon the prince of this world who is judged on Satan. It, it says he will do that, but that he will guide us into all truth. Jesus wants to teach us things each and every day. And he wants to do so by the Holy Spirit through his word. It's been said this way before that the the Spirit of God uses the word of God to make the child of God more like the Son of God. Truly, we are all trying to become more and more like Jesus. That is the goal that each and every Christian should try to live by. But the Spirit is the one who guides us into his truth. He guides us into the word of God and how to live it out and how to point people to Jesus. He is the one who does that in our lives. So each and every day, the Spirit of God is trying to use the word of God to make us, the children of God, more like Jesus the Son of God. And despite the fact that the world will hate us and persecute us and may come against us, and of course, if we, if you live in America like I do and you're listening to this, we are so far removed from true persecution. We don't really understand true persecution. I believe the day might come where we uh, understand it, but but any kind of opposition toward us that we may have Jesus is saying in this passage, don't be worried about it. It's going to come. Expect it because the world hates me, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. They hate Jesus. And so followers of Jesus, how can we expect that if we follow the one they hate, that they won't hate us also? He says, but don't let that trouble you because I've given you the Holy Spirit. We have the comforter who can guide us into all truth to even despite the circumstances we may go through and the opposition that may come, we can draw closer to Jesus Christ and we can become more like Jesus Christ because he has given us his spirit and he has given us his word. And so despite what we may be going through today, let's rejoice in the fact that we have the spirit of God, we have the word of God. And what a comfort to know that we can rely on that very promise. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. 
And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.